2: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Editor's Note, the semi-occasional podcast from the Holland Sentinel. Uh, I am Editor Sarah Leach, and today I am joined by Managing Editor Audra Gamble. Hello. And our business reporter, well, usually our business reporter, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Kate Carlson. Hello. And I asked them to join me today because we have had quite the week in a story that Um, took everybody by surprise. I don't think that I'm overstating that. Um, When we had a commissioner in Fenville, a newly appointed commissioner, who there was information that came up regarding him in his past that led to a lot of scrutiny in terms of his ability to lead on the city commission. And we wrote several stories about it. Um, and I would want to talk a little bit about how these stories came about and how we approached covering this topic, because Fenville is actually not a common city for us to devote a lot of coverage to. So, Kate, why don't we start with you and explain the, the most recent thing that happened was last night we had the first city council meeting that featured this commissioner, Morgan Bowles. Mm-hmm. And why don't you talk a little bit about what we're going to start at the end, the conclusion of this in terms of what happened last night and what some of your takeaways were covering that meeting.
0: Yeah, so this was my first time at a Fenville City Commission meeting. Um, it was, as you just said, Morgan Bull's first official meeting. He was actually appointed and sworn in on December 2nd, but this is his first meeting serving in his new role as a commissioner. So um, me and our digital editor, Brian Vernelis, went down to Fenville to cover that meeting because we Uh, We kind of assumed that there would be a big crowd and we also did hear that the mayor was hoping to make a statement just regarding all the controversy around Morgan Bowles. Uh, We previously wrote about him wearing a t-shirt with a homophobic slur on it and we had received some photos of him uh, at Proud Boy rallies, that kind of thing. So anyway, I get to the fenville city hall which is a very small city hall uh yeah, it's a pretty small a community pretty, yeah yeah so it, that that made sense that's kind of what i was expecting and i got there i think a half an hour before the meeting started so like at a at about 6:30 p.m um there was about 20 people standing up there were only 10 chairs and they were directly in front of all of the commissioners Um, So since I had my laptop, I took one of the chairs right when I got there. And then I ended up feeling a little guilty about it because there ended up being about 50 people total in the room. Um, So most people were standing up. Uh, There were some people spilling out into the hallway, some people sitting down. Um, Morgan Bowles was the last one to show up uh, out of the commissioners. So everyone was kind of waiting in anticipation for kind of what he would say was kind of the deal.
2: What um, so uh, in a highly attended meeting like that? What was I'm assuming that most of these people were there for this this particular issue um, in yes. reaction to our ours and other media outlets coverage of Morgan Bowles. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: What was some of the sentiment that they expressed during public um, public input?
0: Yeah, so there was I believe 19 people who spoke at public comment, um, and it was pretty much a uh, mix of people who identified themselves as proud as proud boys excuse me um, or at least uh, they would say oh I've known Morgan for a while and they all strongly supported him and uh, pointed out that despite his past they thought he was um, a great choice for an appointed new commissioner on the Fenville City Commission And then there were a few people, I would say about half of the other people spoke out and voiced at least some level of concern, either about the appointment process and how people didn't get to vote on him Mm -hmm. uh, being selected for this seat. um, or We
2: we should clarify that a a sitting commissioner resigned um, her post midway through her term because of personal reasons. So then the city uh, council actually appointed Mr. Bowles to fill this seat. So it was outside of the election process.
0: Right. And that is like the typical process for when a commissioner resigns. Uh, So they didn't do anything like, different in that regard, but it is a little bit of a unique case because yes, people usually vote on who represents them on the city commission. And so yeah, this was different than what usually would happen. So there was some strong supporters of his people who identified themselves as proud boys. And then people who were, you know, at least a little bit concerned there was um, the other applicant who also applied for the seat was there Mm. and he was the loudest person um, against Morgan. Uh, I'm interested to know what what he had to say. Yeah, so that was kind of interesting. He he pointed out how he himself was he identified himself as an alcoholic and an addict mm-hmm. um, because he was trying to I think draw attention to some of Morgan Bull's past charges. Mm-hmm. Um, he has several, I believe, drunk driving charges. Correct. Yeah. Um, so he was kind of like, you've made this point to tell us that you work at the VFW, don't they sell alcohol there? Mm. Don't, aren't the Proud Boys known as like this kind of fraternity group for drinking and their political views? Right. Um, is that really the kind of thing you want to mix yourself up in? He was kind of just saying that despite all of their controversy. Mm. This is a bad choice, too, because of that. Um, he brought up some other points, too, and spoke... Out of turn several times uh during public comment, there's a lot of people there, so the mayor was kind of trying to keep people to their like five minute public right. comment to kind of keep everyone civil, but that did break out from time to time so well, and there's been a lot of reference to
2: Morgan's past, and right. Audra, you actually wrote the the most recent um, story that kind of outlined the totality of what that past entailed Correct. prior to this meeting. Um, why don't you talk a little bit about uh, Kate was referencing Proud Boys, but some of our readers or listeners in this case might not understand what that group sure. means, and, on, and that that's actually become one of the biggest bones of contention about this coverage, is once that group became a part of our uh, stories um, that's c- caused a little bit of a reaction in the community in terms of how people view this group. So why don't you explain to us what that means and also what some of the charges were that you found.
1: Sure. So just kind of how we got here. Yeah, yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, so so like Kate said, um, Morgan Bowles was was appointed to the Fenville City Commission. Um, his, he was appointed December 2nd. And then kind of after that point, there were all of these – Um, emails and tips that we received via social media or to our newsroom email. The first little kind of tidbit that we got was a a photograph of, of Morgan Bowles at a Second Amendment rally in Lansing in, that was September, right, Kate?
0: It appeared as though it was the same day or the same event when he posted himself, like the photo of himself in the T-shirt, right, that was controversial. Um, so
1: yeah, so September. so in these photos from this rally, um, he's he's wearing this kind of reddish T-shirt that you know had had a reference to to um, a word that is definitely known as as a homophobic word that we're not going to repeat, um, but it starts with an F, and um, so we wrote about you know, the T-shirt and that he tweeted it um, after the story. And after Kate interviewed him for that story, he removed the tweet um, from his, from his personal Twitter. Um, so that was kind of story number one mm-hmm. about the controversial aspect. Right. And then I th- believe at that time, the mayor, we talked to the mayor of
2: Fenville Correct. Mm-hmm. and yes. asked them about what their options were to handle this knowledge. Right. And they said, well, we're kind of in it to win it now. And that there are no, um, there are no processes in place to vet people when, when we have these situations where we have applicants to fill vacancies. Mm-hmm. And so that has been, I think that took the city off guard. And so sure. they, they were unprepared to address a situation. Right. And, like this. and the
1: mayor, I mean, kind of admitted to you, Kate, that they were like, well, we didn't really check his social media you right. know, before we right. appointed him. Yeah. Um, so from that point, um, I then uh, looked into his criminal past, into mm-hmm. Morgan Bowles' criminal past. There were quite a few charges, um, and and they kept kind of stacking up. We kept finding out. Um, some of them were charges that had been dismissed or charges that he had um, pleaded down significantly to, so quite a few were dismissed. Um, and they... Sp- they spanned quite a few West Michigan counties. So we had some in Kent County, we had some in Ottawa, we had some in Allegan. Um, we think that there was at least one in Van Buren County to the south. So um, we spent, you know, kind of a day and a half just sort of going on a little bit of a fishing expedition, right, kind of right. seeing because there's know, no
2: collective place where these the, this information is actually in one place. Correct. You have to individually right. look in each county, in each court. Right. Some are online, some are not online. It's a fun time.
1: It's Yeah, it's lovely. <laughs> um, so I just kind of started making a big list of, you know, the charges that we knew. Um, some of them were from, you know, 2006, 2007-ish, and some were from, you know, as recent as 2015. Right.
2: And we should point out that he's only 32 years old. Correct. So, so, Correct. so this is significant, I think, yeah. for somebody of this age to have right. that, that extensive right. of a criminal record. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. and, and I'm not talking about, like, you know, speeding tickets. Like, normally, when I'm looking at a criminal record, I'm like, well, all right, you yeah. know. <laughs> um, some of these were pretty significant um, charges. Um, he did, in fact, plead guilty to attempted assault, resisting, obstructing a police officer. Um, there were some charges um, from Grand Rapids that were um, carrying a dangerous weapon with unlawful intent. Mm-hmm. Um, Multiple charges of domestic violence from multiple counties. Two drunk driving arrests. That was from kind of um, earlier on in his life in, in the mid two thousands. Um, so, so we did a story just kind of saying, "Listen, here's what the record is," mm-hmm. um, and all of that is public information. It's not like I used any, you know, like exciting secret access that reporters have. I right. wish that was a thing. Right.
2: Yep. <laughs> yep. Any anybody with a little bit of elbow grease could have found exactly. this. Exactly.
1: Right. Um so we did a story just sort of summarizing, you know, here's here's what we found on his record. We went back to the mayor of Fenville and said, "Were you aware of these charges?" Um, And the mayor said, well, yes, but not until after we had already appointed him. So at that point, we learned that background checks were not in place Mm -hmm. for these appointed. um, And Kate's right. It is kind of a strange situation because normally when you're up for an election, the, the electorate kind of has, you know, in theory at least a few months to sort of vet you as a person and find all of these things out but when you're appointed it's kind of a different story Um, so we sort of did that after the fact you know once he was appointed Mm -hmm. um, and he was appointed pretty quickly Uh, it was a a pretty small window that the the commissioners waited to to appoint someone. Right
2: because I believe that one of the city council members um, actually said that it was not the role of the council to vet the candidates but it would have been the role of the media Um, and obviously in, in this podcast we talk a little bit more about kind of like what happens behind the scenes and and you know we, ha- we have to okay there, there's realistic and unrealistic and so if, if nobody knew that this man had applied to be a candidate for city council um, I, do- I doubt that any media outlet would have had been afforded the opportunity to be able to thoroughly vet this candidate as if they were in a normal election sure. cycle. so I think that that's pretty a pretty unrealistic thing to well, expect.
0: I do see where he's coming from, though. Um, In a perfect world, we would have enough bandwidth as a paper, or there would be another newspaper even closer to Fenville than the Holland Sentinel to more closely cover their local government. Mm -hmm. And one of the public commenters uh, said, you know, the most interesting thing about tonight is there's more people here than I've ever seen. Right, And she said... She didn't really make a strong comment either way, like for or against the appointment of Morgan Bowles. But she said to to avoid being blindsided like this in the like we are today, we need to be more involved as a community Mm -hmm. and pay more attention to this stuff. Come to meetings, get involved in local government. Right. I
1: mean, especially when, you know, at maximum, they think 10 people will show up by placing 10 chairs out. I mean, that's kind of a sad, you know, Right. Moment of of, you know, political apathy of, of right. people just not. And we often th- I mean even in
2: a a city like Holland where the population is much higher and th- I th- I think, you know, they tend to have some more polarizing issues that they deal with um, more regularly, I guess. Sure. Yeah. I would um, think so we still have a pretty low turnout rate right. to council meetings.
1: Well, yeah. And I want to mention that. Um, so, so Morgan Bowles was, you know, the one that, that the city was appointed the other individual who put his name down as, as interested in being appointed really couldn't be appointed because he and another commissioner have a personal protection order out against each other. Mm-hmm. So he couldn't even have physically appeared at meetings. So it's not like, you know, there was this huge swath of, you know, amazing candidates that like, right. I mean, this was people that wanted to be involved and there were a very small number of them. And and this is kind of the result of, you know, political apathy right. for local government. Right. Um, I wanted to mention, too, just before we kind of got away from it, the Proud Boys stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so after we kind of looked into the, the criminal record, so that was story number two on right. Morgan Bowles' <laughs> right. background. And, and
2: up to this point, we actually had not. We had no knowledge of the Proud Boy affiliation. There
1: were
0: a few like murmurs, like Right. He right. He is of people saying like he could be involved with
1: right. the Proud
0: Boys, but nothing definitive and, but no, that we could actually not that I had like heard of. A, yeah. Found. Right.
1: Yeah. Right. Um, so after we we published a story about all of the the court history for Mark Morgan Bowles, um, an individual sent me a series of photographs from that same Second Amendment rally that Bowles was at. In right, Lansing. so he's still wearing the same
2: shirt. Exactly, right.
1: yep, um, and in these photos he's holding um, uh, a flag that's, it's black and it has the State of Michigan seal where there's an elk and a deer and there's, you know, the what's on the state, you know, the blue State of Michigan flag, but um, it says Proud Boys, Michigan chapter, um, kind of in a circle around it. And then there's some replaced verbiage where the um, Michigan motto is, which if anyone was wondering, is if you seek a pleasant peninsula, look about you. Um, <laughs> instead, there's some Proud Boys verbiage on that same you know little portion of the flag. Um, and then in some of the photos, Morgan Bowles is, is with um, uh, quite a few other gentlemen, um, all of whom appeared to be. White. Um and in quite a few of the photographs he is making um what is known as either the OK hand symbol, or also known as a white power hand symbol, right?
2: Which we've seen in the national media right. from the Army Navy game coverage, correct? Um, because that appeared on national television and created a big stir. So if you take recently.
1: if you take your your forefinger and your thumb and you turn them into a circle, and you have the other three fingers kind of pointing upward, they sort of make a
2: W, right? Then right. then
1: and then the the circle that your forefinger and thumb are making, and then your wrist would make a P, right? Is the the idea so it would right. be white power is what that and of course we know for. that that has mostly been
0: known for just the okay right like, yeah, right yeah it's
1: it's kind of ambiguous because they but could just like be having a great time which is almost plausible deniability which right. is the whole point. exactly
0: and that only I think
1: came about like a
0: year or so yeah it's ago. pretty recent well, and, the, and the Proud
2: Boys themselves just 2016 they, yeah they yeah. came out as a result of the Charlottesville um, riot right mm-hmm. okay.
1: Okay. Yeah, so so there are quite a lot of definitions of what the Proud Boys are, um, and that's something that we've run into in our reporting. Yeah, so, that was a
2: huge bone of contention on social yeah, media. Yeah,
1: so they consider themselves to be, uh, so it's an international group now, and they consider th- themselves to be a right-wing fraternity. Um, there are some organizations that classify them as a hate group, mm-hmm. not... All organizations, but some do, and they've been banned on Facebook and Instagram. Right. I Right, um, they're considered a hate group by the Southern Poverty Law Center, um, also the Anti Defamation League. There's quite a few, you know, kind of hate group monitoring organizations that at least have their eyes out on them. Why do they consider them a hate group? Like, what do
2: you have to do to to reach that designation yeah. or to be banned on social media? Um,
1: so it depends on on what rhetoric they're using, and then also a propensity for violence that mm-hmm. the Proud Boys are are known for. I'm not saying that everyone that i identifies as a proud boy, you know, has all these violent tendencies, but in, you know, rally situations, right. um, they have been known to instigate violence among crowds and that sort of thing. Um, they would not classify themselves as, as you know, a, a, a hateful or violent group, but... Well, I don't um, think that anybody
2: who's actually a member of, that, sure. <laughs> of those groups would actually say that about um, themselves. But. Yeah,
1: but but kind of externally, they are known for being a... Um, a, a nationalist, um, uh, <laughs> Problematic. Um, you They're tied know. to
0: a white supremacist. Yeah, group. yeah. There we go. Thanks, Kate. Yeah. <laughs>
1: well, um, and, they, and they also
2: um, view women and male they don't roles. Allow
0: women. Into it's kind, it's
1: kind of a it's misogynistic a group.
0: group. Yeah. It's right. Definitely a misogynistic group. Yeah. Right. So, they also very well.
2: Their views of women also are something that is called not just yeah, that, that it's yeah. all males, but also like their views on what the role of the woman in society right. should very, be. Also very, very also formal, very
1: structured, kind of old-fashioned, and yeah. that you know, very like nineteen-fifties-ish okay. sort of. Uh, roles here. Um, in the story, we uh, we quoted um, both the Sovereign Poverty Law Center and then the Anti-Defamation League. So I'm just going to read kind of their definitions mm-hmm. of what this is. Um, so the SPLC they say that they are in an overtly Islamophobic and misogynistic group, and some members are also anti-Semitic and racist. So some, not all. Oh, I'm sorry. That was the Anti-Defamation League that said that. I apologize. Um, And then the group's members regularly engage in physical altercations as part of their hazing and membership rituals. Almost sounds like a gang. Fraternity. Yeah. I mean, like when you have to be hazed and and beat
2: in. I mean, that's that's kind of a... Right. It is a lot. Right, that yeah. is a
1: a, a well known aspect of. I prefer gang Pembership. Pembership. <laughs> <laughs> Well, some gangs also do that. <laughs> That's um, true. <laughs> yeah, so you know. We, at that point, had tried to reach Morgan Bowles about his criminal past and he declined to return our calls. Um, we tried again when we were talking about the the Proud Boys affiliation and again, at that point, I think his phone, he had just turned his phone off, correct? It Kate? seemed
0: like that, yeah. yeah. It just kept ringing kind of thing. So
1: Well, um. and then um,
2: a lo- local TV station started picking up the story and I know that Live picked up an additional story and um, actually, some additional information came yes. to light that we actually were not expecting.
1: Yeah. Um, we also found out. So, you know, we had looked through his criminal history. But like I said, there's not a a central location where I can just find everyone's criminal right. history in every right. county ever. Um, and when you're spanning
2: the better part of two decades right. in multiple counties, that's it's a hard thing to Absolutely. track everything.
1: Um, so one of the, the charges in Allegan County that I had seen, but it just looked like a moving violation, which can be... Running a stoplight or parking on the wrong side of the street, mm-hmm. or you know, it can be a million things. Um, it was actually a moving violation causing death, in which he fell asleep at the wheel, um, crossed the center line of the road, and hit head-on um, and killed what actually was a Holland Sentinel newspaper delivery driver, right? Um, and and killed the young man and um, and injured a passenger. Correct. Right. Yeah, it was. I believe the passenger was 17 years old, um, and and the delivery driver was 25. So you know, very young man. Um, So that came to light, you know, kind of after we had done our first story about his criminal history. Um, And we had, you know, I went back and looked in our archives and we had written, you know, about the the death of our delivery driver, obviously. Mm -hmm. But in none of those stories did we name Morgan Bowles as the driver. So when I was looking up, you know, his record in our own archives, it never, you know, popped up because his name wasn't in those stories. Right. And
2: I think that it's important to, to important to point out That when uh, these crashes happen, obviously police conduct, you know, field sobriety tests and they do blood draws to make sure that somebody wasn't under the influence of drugs or alcohol when these crashes occur. Uh, They determined that there was no. There there was no mitigating factors that actually led to this crash. That he this was a legitimate accident. Yeah, it was like two a.m. Right, and And, you know
1: the delivery driver was just starting his paper route, and you know the whole thing. So no, he wasn't. He was not drunk um, or high in in that particular. So it didn't lead
2: to felony charges. Correct.
1: Yeah, it was a misdemeanor because of that. Right. 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 So he
2: never ended up uh, doing any jail time, as far as I know. A
1: little bit. um, It was mostly probation. Okay. Um, So yeah, it. You know, I just kind of looked at it and thought, well, it's just a misdemeanor. You know, along with you know all these other. So that would
2: explain why um, we did never follow the story extensively after the fact through the criminal process because it was not it it was determined to be an accident. Right. Right. So then we get some these additional photos. Mm -hmm. Um, We actually struggled with whether or not to write about this again, because we were already kind of taking it on the chin a little bit about like what is fair game with public officials, how. How far uh, do do you dig? Um, I think that these were kind of extenuating circumstances because we've never really seen a case quite like this involving anybody that is in public office. Um, What are some of the reactions that you guys have seen uh, on our website or on social media where you want to maybe kind of bring those up for, for discussion? Because I think there's a lot of... Misinformation and misunderstanding in terms of what the media's role is in this uh, scenario, yeah. and, and what <laughs> and how this process is supposed to work.
1: Well, how much time do we have? No. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think the first thing that that kind of struck me, and this certainly is not the first time that this happened, but there were quite a few of, um, you know, supporters of Morgan, Morgan Bowles, and then also fellow Proud Boys members, mm-hmm. um, who pretty immediately went off went after both Kate and I. Individually on social media, um, which, I mean, that's kind of, unfortunately, part of being a sure. reporter. But they all, yeah. I mean, they were kind of like, um, had a lot of accusatory language. They were, they kept calling us SJWs, social justice warriors, and all, of, like, very kind of leftist verbiage and, and terminology and that sort of thing. And, um, you know, neither Kate nor I know Mr. Bowles personally, you know. Kate's spoken on the phone with him a couple of times. Mm-hmm. I've never been able to reach him personally. Um, I don't. Well, and in fact, he he admits to all of this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's not, not like he's denying, right? Yeah, so it's not like he's denying an
2: affiliation with the group. No, it's
1: not like I was like, you know, what I'm going to do today. You know, like it's it's definitely not that sort of you know idea. It's presenting all of the information as thoroughly as we can. To the public so they can make up their own minds, particularly because they didn't have, you know, that normal time frame that you would in a, in a normal election to do their own investigation on their own time. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so unfortunately, we're sort of put in this position where we're doing it sort of hyperspeed retroactively just right. because of, you know, the circumstances. But, um, you know, our, our jobs as reporters um, is to present as much information as we can cohesively and we kind of put it forth and say, "All right, here's what we've got."
2: Here's what everybody's saying. Now, here's everything that right. is found and known and Correct. factually sound. Now,
1: you as a reader get to decide how you feel sure. about that, how you, and if you're you know, okay with this or not. Right. If you want to do more digging, you know, here's what we've right. got. If you find something else cool, um, so that was was a pretty immediate reaction from from Mr. Bull's supporters. Um, it definitely sparked a whole lot of conversation on the um, Fenville-Informed Facebook page, which is a journey, man. <laughs> um, I, I'm so sorry to whoever moderates that group. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, and it's good to, to spark conversation in the community, and, you know, hopefully it leads to more political engagement or awareness mm-hmm. about the process. Right. Um, something I thought was kind of fascinating was um, someone posted in the Fenville-Informed group prior to the meeting yesterday saying, hey, I know a lot of you guys have never come to a city commission meeting before. Here's the rules. Like, here's, here's, Robert's, yeah, right, like, right. here's Robert's rules of order. And, you right. know, you don't get just get to talk for forever. There's limits and you have to stand in line. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was kind of nice to see that... Um, there were going to be all of these people that had never been to a commission meeting before, which is awesome um, yeah. to, to see people get engaged in their community. That's always the goal is to have a well-informed electorate. And that's that's what we're trying to do. Right. And that
0: was Bull's main reason why he told me when I first wrote the story before we knew any of the controversy that was his main platform was I just want to get more people involved in well mission government. accomplished <laughs> so, in an unintentional sure, way kind of, sure. he definitely did that <laughs> yeah um, one thing that I was very frustrated with like especially when the first um, story we did about him like about the, the t-shirt shirt. yeah, yeah. Um, I was very annoyed because there was a there's a popular um, antifa Twitter page and Facebook page with like a ton of followers on it. Um, that's considered like a left uh, leaning site, uh, social right. media page, that right. kind of thing. Um, I actually received um, a tip to look at Morgan Bull's Twitter page before that before I saw those tweets, but um, there was a lot of Morgan's friends saying that my story was not credible because I got the information from a left-leaning page. Um, And I was just very frustrated by that because... It's not really even relevant where I got right. the photo. Unless it was photoshopped
2: and oh, not yeah. an accurate picture, but then what would what would it matter?
0: That first or the second story we did about Morgan, about him wearing the T-shirt, that was a photo that he tweeted out himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tweeted it from his own Twitter account. Right. We have the screenshots. So, right. Right. It doesn't really matter. And he doesn't deny that he was
2: there and that's sure. his, his image. It doesn't right. really
0: matter who told us whatever kind of intent they had. Right. In that case, it didn't matter because right. it was his own tweet. And that's part of the reporting process. We get these tips. Sometimes they're emails. Sometimes they're phone calls because we're not out in the community 24-7 witnessing Everything that goes on with public officials or anything like that, like that's impossible.
2: Although when people are in critic mode, that is what their expectations. Sure. Is, like is professional. And,
1: and it's not like we receive these tips and are like, let's immediately post it all over our site. It's, it's our like, job right. to right. vet things. Exactly.
0: And that's exactly what happened in yeah, this case. Yeah, if and it's, if
1: it's if it's vetted and it's
2: accurate and it happened, then it's fair game.
0: Right. Yeah. So there's really. That's not an argument to nitpick a story. Is saying we first got the information from this untrustworthy source. Like that's not what happened. Right. And you
1: verified it first. Right. right.
0: Yeah. And even if it was, we would verify it anyway. Right. And I, then decide yeah. where to go from there. So I also, that
1: was really frustrating. Sorry, Kate. Um, I also thought it was interesting that a lot of people their their sort of defense initially was, "Well, I have a past too, don't you? You have a past, How, you know." How would you feel about your, your criminal history being put all over the front page of the newspaper? Almost
0: everyone said that at the public yes. meeting. Yeah, yeah. So well,
2: here's, I'm just thinking, <laughs> does everyone have a
1: criminal right? past? Right, so first of all, no. <laughs>
0: um,
1: and second of all... It's actually unusual to have that's, a criminal past. That's, you know, that's fine. You're, of course, as a human being, as a whole person, you know, allowed to have whatever past you have. But when you are running for or are appointed to a public office... Right the the onus upon you to represent the community you know that you are a part of and to you know be whatever you know your view of an upstanding citizen is um, that changes when you become a public official right because you're speaking for other
2: people correct so your judgment and your past choices come into question sure and we and this has been around since the foundation of our lives you're supposed to be
0: held up. More to like a microscope if yeah, you're a politician. Right. right, right, yes, exactly. Um, yeah, and it, I Not mean, like, like a, if somebody
2: were to um, be convicted of theft, for instance, sure, um, I think that voters would should have the opportunity to think about, well, they're going to be managing my tax dollars. Right. Do I want somebody who right. you know did this to represent me? I mean, exactly. that, that's a, that's how the process is supposed to work,
1: right? And and you know, even if you know, say. You had, you know, uh, a small misdemeanor on your record from 20 years ago. It's, it's not like, you know, the press uh, routinely, you know, well, they're unqualified to, you know, do anything under the sun because they, you know, stole a pen when they were when 20. They right, right. That's, that's <laughs> not the case here. I mean, had there been a speeding ticket, or had there been, you know, one or two, you know, loud party at their house, or you know, those sorts of things. We wouldn't have written a story, you know, detailing, uh, you know, a lengthy criminal history. The fact that there was a lengthy criminal history Mm -hmm. is of note because that's not normal for someone who purposefully puts themselves under that microscope Mm -hmm. in applying for a public position. Right.
2: Right, I think that one of the things I saw on on social media is that there's, um, you know, and to the surprise of no one in the in the world that we live in now, is there's this there's this deflection of what the actual story is about, and then you start arguing, Kate, to your point about things that. Really don't have anything to do with what the actual story says. Right. Um, to to say, oh well, you know, you're you're defaming this man. Well, okay, so that's that's not what defamation means. Defamation means to intentionally harm somebody's public image, which is near impossible to prove when you are a public official who th- they are obviously up to more scrutiny um, than anybody else in terms of an ordinary citizen. But, you know, to to make these distinctions of, well, the Southern Poverty Law Center labeled them a hate group, um, and they're a terrible organization. You know, we've seen we've seen that oh, comment. Yeah. Um, okay, but you know, all of the social media platforms have banned them, and additional groups have also given them this designation. Also, they're not really denying some of the characteristics that that people use to describe them when the, when they have a propensity for political violence sure. or their views on women. They're like, yep, that's
0: and yeah. I'm proud of it. So it, Morgan Bowles was asked. Uh, just really quickly. He was right. directly asked in the meeting last night his uh, what his affiliation was with the Proud Boys, and I think it's kind of safe to say that he, it, he at least attended the rally. He probably is a member of some sort. Um, during the meeting, he defended a lot of um, their ideals. what they identify mm-hmm. as their ideals and listed some reasons why... It's company that he keeps is the words that he used specifically.
1: And that's not to say that, you know, every single member of an organization, you know, deeply holds everything that has ever been, you know, said about that organization. But you also have to recognize that when these things are being said about an organization and you actively choose to participate in that, that groups. And then to openly share it. Right. Activities or whatever. And to, you know, if you're not denying. Right. Then you're participating, right? He was Um, definitely confirming. And like I said, the people who were
0: voicing any kind of concern were also still like apologetic, like, oh, we hope you still do a great job on the commission representing Fenville. Everyone has a past kind of thing. And they were talking about it like this was all in the past, but it's really not. Right. Um, yeah, because the most recent convictions are just from a couple of years ago, right? 2015. convictions yeah. are recent, but um, again, yeah, and the, rallies, the, the yeah. main point of concern the shirts, the, yeah, yeah. that people brought up who were concerned was usually the Proud Boys, mm-hmm. and that is... Currently, he confirmed last night that he is affiliate, affiliated with, and that is not—that's not in so. the past, right? So, yeah. So, so it's a—that's it, a great. Um point
2: to make that sometimes when we see these scandals like on the national level it's something that happened when somebody was in high school or in college this is happening right now some really embarrassing photo surfaces this is current and and ongoing Yes, and so that's a good distinction to make um wasn't the former mayor also in attendance at that meeting and didn't he have some comments to share um in terms of uh, you know something about if he had hate in his heart that he shouldn't be representing the community
0: Yeah, um, the former mayor of Fenville, who has also served on the commission in the past for a long time, he currently holds a lot um, of seats, like, around the city. Mm. And and other boards and commissions. Yeah, he he was like, listen, the shirt was one thing. Um, I'll forgive you for the shirt, like, your criminal past, that's, you know, all of that aside... I'm concerned about your affiliation with the Proud Boys and he was saying he was uh, specifically pointing out how the Proud Boys are very open about being closed for closed borders in the US Mm. and he said you know this nation is built on the backs of immigrants none of us would be here particularly
2: in Allegan County where there's a lot of migrant workers that come to to that area
0: Yeah, yeah so he was saying none of us would be here if the Native Americans who first we're here before anyone else if they had the same ideal that you currently hold and tie Mm -hmm. yourself to Um, so he was saying listen um, I think he kind of said like I hope you can still do a good job serving on this commission because you're already appointed kind of thing but he said if you have hate in your heart I would hope you would step down.
2: Why do you think um, th- that he didn't step down? Did he say why he was not interested in that option in order to sort of pacify, you know, to, to make the controversy go away for the city, frankly?
0: No, um, he did point out that it has brought a lot of, you know, negative controversy to the city. He pointed out that, You know, that that was media attention brought to the city, that kind of thing. But then he went on to say, I'm accepting of all people, of, you know, every gender expression, identity, that kind of thing, every race. Uh, So he point blank said that in a prepared statement Mm -hmm. after all the public comments. Do you feel like it went over with the crowd? Did it it seem like it went over with the crowd? I was sitting it was kind of, the, the room was set up kind of weird i think they tried to make room for people to stand in the back so i was at a seat literally like a foot away from the mayor right in front of all of the co- commissioners um so i was like busy typing mm-hmm. trying to look over my head at the audience right. to like see their reaction the whole time right. but there was a loud like loud clapping after his comment and That was kind of a theme throughout the public comments. People were clapping for fellow Proud Boys, supporters of Morgan Bowles. And then a few people were clapping, you know, just when people said, let's get more involved in the government, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like, just be more informed. So that one definitely got, his statement got a lot of applause, for sure, from the crowd. I did
1: think it was interesting. You know, sometimes there are the aspects of a story that live in the physical world Mm -hmm. (laughs) of, you know, here's what happens in a very formal meeting. Here's, you know, what the mayor says in an interview. Here's, you know, what people are talking about, you know, when they go to work. And then there is... The portion of of a story that happens online Mm -hmm. and sometimes that sometimes those are two very different types of conversations going on um online on in our comments and as well as you know on on the fenville informed pages and and all that sort of stuff um, there were a lot of vitriolic comments. There were a lot of you know four letter words being thrown around. There were, I mean, even just on our own, mm-hmm. um, you know, our own Facebook posts. We had to we had to ban some people right. um, just because you know they really crossed a line of you know going after individuals and you know there there are things that sometimes people say online that they won't necessarily say um, in a governmental meeting and on, um, you know <laughs> this is city city property right, right. the Proud
0: Boys take pride in being banned from social media sure. too
1: like that's part of their whole yeah
0: thing. I think that the most surprising thing to me
2: honestly Kate is, is the is the tone um, and the sentiment that was expressed during public comment, Mm -hmm. um, because it seems like there's almost... This is clearly an embarrassing situation for everyone, for city council to get into this position, for obviously Mr. Bowles, because he clearly did not expect this reaction to his appointment, and then to the city, because they don't really know how to deal with this. I think that what surprises me the most is that there you almost see that incremental rationalizing happening where they say this just isn't that big of a deal. Well, and honestly, we've seen candidates who just have an old DUI on their record from five years ago, and they've been, you know, towing the line um, every single day since, and, and, that, and that is a controversial thing to happen. The totality of some of the things that I've seen in this story and in the reporting on this story is it's almost insurmountable in terms of his effectiveness to to represent the city i how do you guys think it's going to affect his ability to lead
0: really quick i that reminded me of one of the other comments that was made at the meeting by a public commenter in the crowd i did not catch their name they said they knew morgan Mm. but they said listen morgan has been a little bit controversial obviously he has a past he's not super politically correct but he said the president of the United States has said worse things than Morgan Bowles, so why are we, you know, holding him I to almost task feel like that kind of, all of makes
2: my point versus, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, um, disputing uh, the point because, again, has, you know, the national tone, has that set the stage for more people like? Morgan Bowles to come forward and be engaged in political office and people ex- excusing behavior that just five, ten years ago we would not tolerate as an electorate.
1: Yeah, it's kind of a question of what do we want the lowest common denominator to be. Right, um, right. Which is, man, that's a big question. Yeah. <laughs> so do, do
2: you think that it will come? Because this is a small council. Right. Some mm. cities
1: have not up to 9, 11
2: people, you know, an odd number sure. so that you can have decisive votes. But this only has five, doesn't it? Ooh,
0: I don't know the exact number.
2: Okay, because it's it was definitely single-digit, it was my understanding, Seven,
0: including the mayor, who okay, has right. a vote, okay,
2: actually. So it's, it's smaller than some of the other communities sure. that, that we cover. So, I mean, this is, this is a pretty small city, it's a pretty small board. Yeah. How do you think that this is going to affect his ability to engage with other council members and be able to kind of be a pillar of the community? Honestly,
0: the, the other council members I stayed after public comment, which is when 90% of the crowd left. Mm-hmm. I stayed back, not the whole meeting, but um for maybe like 20 minutes afterward just to see if they addressed anything again relating to bulls or if there's anything else on the light agenda right um because they immediately in regular business moved into how to better vet
2: mm -hmm. future candidates and how how
0: awkward is that they moved into discussing hey do we need to have that discussion even right should we look and then he's a part of that discussion so you can see how
2: how that can get into some serious awkward territory
0: yeah um I'm sure this will come up again mm-hmm. as events are scheduled in Fenville, they could be of varying political stripes. Right. That kind of stuff. I'm sure, you know, right now in Holland we're seeing LGBTQ groups asking for more civil liberties right. in the city. Right. I'm sure stuff like this will come up that will look at Morgan Bowles and all of this controversy we've seen in the last like week and a half or so. And it will, I'm sure, be relevant again very soon. Right. What do you well, think, Audra?
1: Yeah, I also thought it was just sort of fascinating that the commissioner seemed a little unclear of even if we wanted to do something, what would those steps be? What would it look like? Right. Um, which know, they, is concerning on yeah, a certain level. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it it is a strange situation in which, you know, a, a commissioner resigned and then they have this sort of short window to appoint someone. And I get that all of that is strange, but there also is procedure <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and you know it, it right showed you can't if- just remove
2: a, ca- a council member because if we had that then the political process no, would right. never work and,
1: right. yeah that
0: right. shouldn't happen right either. And, and
1: then they had to talk about all right well you know if you know enough voters were upset you know if they wanted to recall him what would that process be and they, we we even yeah. talked in the newsroom about well, we're pretty sure it's like some sort of percentage of the voters. How many would that be in Fenville? You know, it's like all of these questions of, okay, what if? And these people, most of them were at their first Fenville City Council right. meeting they've ever been to last mm-hmm. night. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, it was, and, and the, the kind of conclusion, Kate, was that if voters wanted to recall him, it couldn't be until a year after he had been a commissioner, Correct.
0: Was that the conclusion?
2: I don't think no. Um, we were trying to go back and forth about because somebody else was selected to the oh, position. Oh yes, okay. Would they need to target the per, um, I, I, her name escapes me um, at this Daniel Bryan? Yeah, right. Um, would they need to formally like name her in that petition drive, or can they name him? Is I don't it think for the position so, or the individual? Right. What would the timing be? Because he's in this term until the end of twenty twenty one. Right. Right.
0: Yes, for the next two years. Right.
2: I don't. I honestly, it was not my impression that the that the Fenville City Council or their administrative staff were aware of how to answer that I question. See. Okay,
1: yeah. So I mean, at least for some length of time, mm-hmm. um, you know, the the commissioners have to work together, and that includes Mr. Bowles. So it's going to be kind of interesting to see moving forward. Like, all right, are we talking about? You know real city issues today, or are we talking about you know controversy right, that we could, could, be could a have distraction, avoided, right. right? It
2: could be a distraction to right. getting business. I mean, done.
1: are there only going to be you know at most 10 people at the next meeting, or, or is this um, you know additional civic engagement going to continue, mm-hmm. right? Going forward, right? Because that could be
2: highly divisive within the, the body itself, sure.
0: Whether you are a supporter of Morgan Bowles or not, I think everyone you know learned that. Hey, this is a chance to kind of tune in and be at least more engaged in just the system. Like these people resent, or they represent uh, the people of Fenville. and mm-hmm. you know. Well, this was actually um, not
2: the first time that a city commissioner had gotten, um, you know, a, a little bit of a, into a little bit of controversy. Mm-hmm. Because right. we had just a couple months ago, another city commissioner had made some comments on social media that were anti-Islamic, correct?
1: I think they were well, anti a few things. Yeah, yeah.
2: It was. I think that it was in reaction to um, Rashida Taleb and some of the things that were happening over on the mm-hmm. east side of the state. And so we wrote about that in, in the right. in the past as well. So and that that commissioner also is still um, on the council. So yep. Uh, gosh, you know, it, it's been a wild ride. Um, between you, me, and everyone listening here, I <laughs> honestly hope that this is the end of it for now because it's it's exhausting to report a story like this when you're not even sure where it's going to go. It kind of goes. This one went off the rails a little mm-hmm. bit unintentionally. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, these are our, where we were our reacting favorite, to things. Yeah, our favorite, um, as we like to call them, tentacle stories, where yes. they just
2: yes. keep going. We and thought grabbing, it was done and and two, three times. I really right. hope that it's done now because I think that everybody needs a little bit of uh, cool breather down time.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm interested to see. If people will continue to show up to voice concern about Morgan Bowles or support him, this like Mm -hmm. in a similar sense that we saw, I don't think we'll see near as many people that we saw at his first meeting, but I'm interested to see if that will be any kind of a common thread during his time in office. Right, Um, and we're definitely going to be paying more attention. mm -hmm. I know that we've gotten a couple of comments about. Mm How
2: you know we've pulled away from covering Fenville as much, and um, believe me, we're we're paying attention yeah. now. So I'd
1: also like to mention that, like other real things, happened at that meeting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and you know there there were, they know were it. I know right. <laughs> um, there was an, an interesting you know comment on social media that that someone you know like we said there were quite a few people that had never been to this sort of you know formal meeting before, but um, somebody there was a, there was a, a moment in the meeting where they were talking about. Um, AMR and how AMR is losing money functioning in the city of Fenville. Mm-hmm. Um, and somebody said, Well, I don't know what Which AMR is, an ambulance is. Right? Well someone said, you know, online, I don't know what AMR is and I was like, Guys, that's the ambulance servicing your medical <laughs> disasters. Like, holy right, holy, that's right. kind of a big deal. Like right. you know, if if you found the bandwidth in your life to pay attention to to Morgan Bowles, perhaps you can also find that bandwidth to pay attention to
2: your emergency medical Personnel that functioning at a deficit, right? Right, right, right,
1: right. and and you know, other things that are you know, perhaps not as you know, engaging in terms of you know, spicy comments on your Facebook feed, Mm -hmm. but are much more you know, immediate in terms of the services your city provides you, yeah, and impacts your day to day life, Mm right? Right,
0: well, any parting thoughts? I just want to say, I. Don't want to make it sound like I don't welcome any kind of like criticism Mm -hmm. to my stories, or Comments or questions. Part of this podcast is to provide
2: a like a constructive response to that, and to kind of explain process. Because I I would say that ninety percent of the criticism that we receive usually is based upon some sort of misconception or misunderstanding of as to Mm -hmm. how we do our jobs.
0: Some Mm -hmm. of these people who identify themselves as this extremist political group. Are kind of operating with a different set of facts than most people and their rules of engagement are are different as well yeah yeah Um, so this is a different case that I want to clarify Um, so yeah it's it's just different with this kind of story right
1: yeah I think it also you know kind of reminded us of the importance of the the tips that people send to our newsroom and that Mm -hmm. we do welcome them right um you know controversial or not you know if you you have most of this stuff
2: was actually based on tips from the community that we we did not know about exactly um
1: so if anyone wants to send us anything and it certainly does not need to be as controversial as we can't be everywhere we don't know
2: everything (laughs) we are we are dependent on the community engaging with us in terms of Um, what they want us to write about and what we what other people should know about yeah
1: so i mean you're always welcome to you know send us things on on our personal twitter you know we most of us mm-hmm. have it's sentinel and then our first names is you know most of our twitter handles and um you know if you just want to send us an email you can send it to newsroom at holland um, if you feel more comfortable giving us a call that's cool too um, we're 616-546-4200 so like however you guys feel comfortable giving information to us we always mm-hmm. appreciate and it we're also on facebook as well All we're at all of the yep, places we're at all Even have a Pinterest, I think. So wherever you're comfortable. Um, But yeah, like if you see something, you know, and you feel like you know you're you're kind of having those moments of you know why isn't the media paying attention well we we might not be paying attention because because we're not aware um so you know if you feel frustrated that we're not talking about something or yeah please or whatever yeah us. Help, yes. help us help us do our jobs yeah help us help you we right, love exactly it. <laughs> yeah
2: right yep yep okay well with that this has been a, a fantastic episode of editor's note and thanks for joining me today we'll see you next time